Hi, I'm Dr. Rob, and I'm a podcastaholic. And this is the House Call Doctor's Quick and Dirty Tips for Taking Charge of Your Health. I've gotten some really nice notes from listeners who enjoy my podcast. It's a real thrill to hear that kind of thing, although I do think they may need a little medication adjustment. Some people have even gone so far as saying that they're addicted to this podcast. Addicted? Really? I certainly hope not. To make sure I'm not causing significant harm to those listeners, I decided to cover the subject of addictions. It's a subject that gets people confused, and sometimes they ignore it when they shouldn't. Remember to check out my new digs at quickanddirtytips.com. It's like we got a visit from the folks at Home Makeover, Ty Pennington and the gang. I just walked around and said, Oh my gosh, this is really nice. It is. It's real nice. Okay. To understand the subject of addiction, I first need to define two terms, chemical dependency and addiction. The terms are often interchanged, and this actually creates a whole bunch of confusion. Chemical dependency is a physical phenomenon where the body reacts to the prolonged presence of a substance. Two things have to happen for chemical dependency to exist. First, your body has to build a tolerance. Building tolerance is when your body grows less sensitive to a substance. To get the same effect from that substance, more of it needs to be taken in. Second, you need to experience withdrawal when you stop using the substance. Withdrawal is a physical reaction that happens when that substance is abruptly stopped. Let me give two good examples of chemical dependency. Coffee and nose spray. When I first started drinking coffee... I really felt the caffeine after only drinking a single cup. As the years have passed, however, it takes two or three, or or ten, cups to get me going in the morning. That is tolerance. Now, if I miss my morning coffee, I not only get really, really, really grumpy, I also get a real bad headache. That's withdrawal. Decongestant nasal sprays do the same. If you use sprays like Afrin for more than five consecutive days, you start to develop a tolerance, and you get severe nasal congestion if you stop using it suddenly. That is actually a medical condition that has its very own Latin name, rhinitis medicamentosa. There's no Latin term for caffeine withdrawal, but I think it would be real cool to call it something like headachus starbucketosis. So, what is addiction? Addiction is a totally different thing. Addiction is a psychological condition where a person exhibits a behavior in a compulsive manner to such an extent that it causes physical, social, or psychological harm. It usually happens when someone wants to escape certain bad things in their life. The addictive behavior briefly provides some escape and pleasure. The only prerequisite for something to become the focus of an addiction is for it to give significant pleasure. It's common knowledge that you can become addicted to the chemicals in cigarettes, alcohol, and drugs, such as heroin. But you can also get addicted to behaviors, such as gambling, food, spending money, and looking at pornography. There are some things that cause dependency and also can lead to addiction, including alcohol. Withdrawal symptoms from alcohol range from mild agitation to a life-threatening condition called delirium tremens. Cigarettes, the withdrawal symptoms known as nicotine fits, are uncomfortable, but in my opinion, 
The reason it's hard to quit is more the addiction than the dependency. Prescription drugs of the following major classes are often associated with both dependency and addiction. Pain medicines such as oxycodone and anxiety medications such as Xanax. Compulsive spending and gambling do not cause dependency. They can, however, of course, be extremely addictive. Coffee and nasal spray, on the other hand, cause dependency, but not addiction. That's why you don't meet up with a guy in a dark alley saying, Hey, buddy, you want to buy some Dristan? I guess Starbucks is evidence that there may be some addictiveness to coffee. So why do people get addicted? Well, different people are susceptible to addiction to different degrees. The factors that make people prone to addiction are heredity, history of significant anxiety and or depression, and significant abuse or trauma in the past. So how does addiction work? Well, addiction typically follows a cycle. First, a person gets anxious and depressed about something, and they want to escape their situation. Second, they go to their addictive behavior, getting a momentary relief from the bad in their life. Third, the addiction causes feelings of guilt and shame, or it causes significant disruption in the person's life. Fourth, the consequences of the addictive behavior cause the person to become more anxious or depressed. And fifth, and finally, the person is drawn back to the addictive behavior because of this anxiety and depression. It's very much like the proverbial moth being drawn to the flame. Many people ask, well, why doesn't the addict just stop what they're doing because of all these bad consequences? Well, some people actually do. I've seen people quit smoking, drinking, and even doing hard drugs just by realizing the hard facts about it. But most addictive people can't pull out despite all the consequences and persistent reminders of their bad behavior. These persistent reminders actually can drive them toward the addiction. These people need help. Before I move on to tips on the subject, I want to dispel a few myths about addiction. The first myth is that only bad or dumb people get addicted. The behavior of the addict may be bad or dumb, but the thing that makes a person prone to addiction is their emotional state, not their moral character or their intelligence. Doctors and nurses, for example, have high rates of substance abuse. Nice people get addictions, and their addictions are often overlooked because they're nice. The second myth is that the addict can't control their behavior. A person does what they want to do. So each time an alcoholic drinks, he does so by choice. The root problem is what the addict wants, not what they do. They just want to indulge the addiction too much to quit. The third myth is the cure to addiction is willpower. Resisting an addiction by force of will is referred to by many as white-knuckling. Though this rids the person of the behavior that results from the addiction, it doesn't address the root problem and often leads to other problems such as excessive anger or less obvious and maybe more socially acceptable addictions like workaholism or compulsive eating. So here are my quick and dirty tips on dealing with addictions. Tip one, don't be surprised. Everyone has behaviors that they use to escape and many people have behaviors that cause some harm. The rate of obesity in the U.S. is a good example. If you look in your own life, you'll probably have an addiction or two. The consequences of these addictions will determine how seriously you need to take it. Tip two, face reality. 
Addictions are real, and they're very hard to break out of. The first necessary step needed to deal with them is to admit that they exist. Even if you don't struggle with an addiction, chances are good that someone around you does. Don't deny reality. Tip 3. Don't take them lightly. Serious addictions are very hard to deal with. Counseling and recovery groups like AA make getting out of a destructive addiction much more likely. Getting counseling and taking part in a recovery group can be a very hard step to take, but doing so will make a huge difference. Tip 4. Don't make excuses. Excuses are the main roadblock that keeps people from overcoming destructive addictions. The first step to recovery is to accept responsibility for your actions. And people around people who are addicted are often making excuses for them as well. This is called enabling. Now, just because people around them are enabling doesn't justify the addiction, but it certainly makes it harder for that person to recover from the addiction. Tip 5. Seek professional help. The withdrawal from many substances like alcohol and drugs can be quite terrible and even life-threatening. If this addiction is bad of these types, it may even merit hospitalization to deal with the withdrawal. Talk to your doctor. There's lots more to say on the subject. It's a really hard one for a lot of people, and it causes all sorts of pain in society. Heck, I'm still trying to overcome my addiction to playing Bejeweled. But there is hope, even for those whose lives seem to be falling apart. Again, seek help. That's it for today's podcast. If you have questions you want answered, send them to housecalldoctor at quickanddirtytips.com or call your code 206-337-5895. You can also find me on Twitter at housecalldoc and on Facebook under the Housecall Doctor. And feel free to visit my blog, Musings of a Distractible Mind, at distractible.org. Let me remind you that this podcast is for informational purposes only. My goal is to add to your medical knowledge and translate some of the weird medical stuff you hear so that when you do go to your doctor, your visits will be more fruitful. I don't intend to replace your doctor. He or she is the one you should always consult about your own medical condition. Happy holidays. Catch you next time. Stay healthy. <laughs>